Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is August 31st, and this is episode 95. We've got some important things to go over today. We obviously have a major monthly close coming up on the S&P in about five or so minutes. We see Bitcoin reacting a little bit earlier than the S&P, as well as the rest of the cryptocurrencies. As I was going over just before we started the meeting, Bitcoin still giving us a bit of a potential here to pop back up into our lower $20,000 region, 23,021 and a half. There's absolutely a possibility that we get back into these regions before taking another step down if that is the true direction of where we're going to go. So, of course, we're going to take a look at our weekly. Not much has really changed since we took a look on Monday, but we will take a look regardless. So, what do we see? We still see that at the moment, the weekly candle, at least as far as the Heikinashi candles are concerned, is trading at a lower low candle for the time being, depending on if we can stay above $20,000 here over the next four days, we should actually run back up and potentially close this candle, potentially at a higher low, if we can close above $20,500. Um, that, again, that's being the average. So we would need to see price action above $20,500. I would say at least three out of these four days. And of course, you know, with us running into the weekend very soon, um, there's some opportunity for some shenanigans, mm, sideways kind of crap before things actually make a decision. We've really just been getting chopped back and forth for the last couple of days, which I mean, again, you know, it's fine. Um, with the divergences that we found in the daily, the 16 hour, in our four hour, um, it really doesn't feel like we've truly broken this channel to the downside. As we were talking about in the previous week, we were holding the support from about the 18th of August when we came down to it till about the 26th. And from the 26th until now, we did break down from this rising channel. Um, but again, because it was built on a divergence, this may have just been a trap. And what we need to see, as we explained in the last meeting, is a converging wave, a lower high retest, reconfirmation of this level, rejection in order to continue down, in order to truly be sure that we broke this channel to the downside, which would initiate a much larger dump, just as we saw the last couple times that we've done the same exact thing, right? We built a channel here, we broke below it, we retested, we slammed down. We did not end up retesting on the last channel, unfortunately. But in this case, because there's divergence here in our 16-hour and daily, a little bit clearer on the 16-hour, um, it's giving me the hopium and the, the thought process that we would need a retest of this level in order to continue lower. If the bullish case is going to come true, then more than likely we would break back into our channel, pushing above 21,500, 600, and hopefully retesting into that level again as support rather than as resistance. So the next couple days, 
is quite important for us. Um, again, uh, I really believe that the S&P is only dumping in these last couple days to influence the monthly candle. We actually really don't look that bad. We honestly look like we're about to turn around again in the medium, medium macro type of idea sense. Um, it doesn't look great as of the last little while, but again, this is kind of what we were expecting. Um, some sort of shoulder, higher low. As long as we continue this fashion, we could end up coming down still to about 3,900 from where we are. If we retest 4,120, we get rejected. Same thing as Bitcoin. Take another step down. This would probably put us into, hard to say, but probably about the 19 and a half thousand or $19,000 level if we were at about 3900 on the S&P. Um, of course, now financial advice, um, just some ideas in the back of my head, just seeing how price action has correlated so far with everything. Um, also, the good news is that the 10-year yield is continuing to hit a ceiling here. We are still in a bearish market structure, according to our daily and we're very much set up with bearish divergence, uh, potentially convergence on this move in order to fulfill this shoulder and pull us back down. This, of course, would be bullish for stocks and currencies like cryptos if we were to see this thing reject off of the 3.1% again, as we've been continuing to see it reject. Uh, moving up into a higher time frame, like our weekly here, we can see that we have weekly bearish market structure and FIBs extended to the downside here. So we could get as high as 3.5% for some sort of double top as long as the structure of this entire thing, of the TC indicator, stays as it is. I'm very much thinking that we're either done right now because we are at the full extension of the FIB or we have a little bit more to go over the next two days. We retest the market structure. We don't change the market structure, but instead tap it, probably get you know pushed right back down to 3.3%, 3.2%, and then from there, just continue to roll over. So again, you know this is a good thing as long as things stay how they are in the structure format. We would more than likely be looking for either the 3.82, which is about 2%, or even all the way back into our 618 or our 786. These would be extreme cases in this in this sense, but you know, it's it's already happened once uh, in 2020 where we were already this low on the percentile. We definitely don't really want to see that, but you know, pushing back towards two and a half percent or even one percent would be fantastic. Anything beyond that. Um, I would say would actually be negative for us going forward, unfortunately. Yeah, coming over here, over to ETH, we can see that our daily, same dealio. We do have bullish divergence showing up on our wolf pack. It's also playing off of hidden bullish divergence and the larger pattern being that we have divergence from much farther back and going into the point of around June and July and potentially just giving us a cup and a handle, as we spoke about over the last couple of weeks. 
and bouncing and continuing from here. We can see that the market structure on ETH over its daily looks a heck of a lot better than Bitcoin does. Bitcoin market structure is still bearish. Fib lines are still extended to the upside. Ethereum's market structure is actually bullish with the market structure setting about the 618 at about 1350. And the full extension of the zero right now is sitting right around $2,000. The fact that we do have some fibs under our market structure is telling me that these fib lines could actually restructure themselves. And if we were to push through $2,000, the next level to hit would be around twenty-five dollars to $2,600. If, again, these fib lines restructured themselves over the next, I'd say, week or two. So, as you know, things actually don't look that bad. And I think most people jumped on the bearish, you know, opportunity and idea way too early in in the macro environment to really be saying, you know, we're probably going to 13 from here. We absolutely could go to 13 from here, but I would say it's much more likely to come and retest our macro resistance, right? The resistance that's been holding us down since 2021, right? 65, we hit it again at 48. If you draw a line across, you would see that you know, the next time we hit it, depending where it comes in, could be much closer to about 35,000 and or 42,000. Again, not financial advice. I'm just saying these are absolutely possibilities in the cards right now that this thing, if it does break back into the channel, we continue to get higher lows along the support over the next couple of weeks. That would kind of be the direction that I'd be seeing you know, continuing to hit the resistance, come back to support, hit the resistance, come back to support, building ourselves up, building higher lows in the in the midterm. Um, but I don't know if we're going to break through that macro resistance. More than likely, we're not. Just in how things are acting and how everything looks, knowing about the whole macro economy, you know, it doesn't look great. But we still have quite a while before midterms. I do believe that the reserve and you know the Federal Reserve and the banks will continue to buy the debt, meaning that we will continue to see you know everything <laughs> continue in the direction it's been. So Ethereum here, as we talked about, 1550, still acting as a buying opportunity. If you were able to scoop anything up below that, as we touched into about 1420 to 1450 over the last couple of days. I commend you. I think that you have a great uh, potentially midterm position in your hands. Definitely be watching out for some sort of midterm rejection up around our 236 at 1750, 1760. Bitcoin being that $21,500 level, um, we really need to be cautious of getting a retest and rejection <clears throat> off of the what was support now resistance. But our midterm macros and our macros aren't actually looking that bad. I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really thinking that, you know, everything up until today was just in order to influence the monthly candle close, which again, we've seen that it has closed now on the S&P. We won't see the open until tomorrow or actually we should be seeing it. Yeah, we won't be seeing it until the market's open tomorrow unfortunately, but it is going to open at about 1950, uh, 39.50 um, unless we get some sort of you know, pre-market pumpage 
Maybe we open actually closer to 4,000. I'm really thinking that the 4,000 point level right now is the key level to be holding. As long as we're above that, we should see some sort of potentially a push back and into the upside here. Um, we did obviously get a huge sell-off here. That's just built out of fear from everything around. You know, the whole Fed meeting, as we talked about, was not... We didn't hear anything new. We didn't hear anything that we didn't already know. You know, they're still hawkish. They're still improving this and that, and the inflation's actually going down. Yada, yada, yada. So it feels like a lot of just, just you know... FOMO initiation reaction where uh, maybe people got a little overextended in their short positions. We're going to push ourselves back up, push all those guys out, you know, either confirm that lower high somewhere in that range and then actually continue down if that's the case. Or we continue holding $20,000 as the major level support. As we know, it is the previous all time high. Um, we've retested it now two or three times, and we definitely could just continue going from here. But, you know, it just it really depends on what everything else has in store for us. Bitcoin on its own isn't just going to absolutely take off. Neither is Ethereum, neither is any cryptocurrency without the rest of everything continuing to stable itself out. Peek over over here to EOS, as I have been talking about it for the last probably week or so. Again, we're still in this falling wedge, descending channel, however you want to look at it. Could extend it out here for a more parallel channel. Um, I still honestly believe that this is about to break to the upside. Just looking again at our macros, the weekly money flow hasn't been in the green since February 2020. The previous time before that was 2019. Previous time before that was 2018. And we only have three examples of money flow going into the green here. This time feels different, in my opinion. Just with all the built-up bullish divergence that we have on our wolf pack, our liberator, our money flow, it's all there for us, right? This is the first time that we've seen the money flow agreeing with the divergences, where we didn't have that, you know, this whole time we were coming down between... Uh, 2020 and 2021. We came up. We never actually got into the green here in late 2021. And then we ended up coming back down. So this thing has just been waiting for its opportunity. And as I've been saying, we're back into the ideal, in my opinion, ideal buying zone around that 800 Satoshi mark. We're actually, you know, about 20-ish percent below it right now, sitting around 680 Satoshis. I think that's a great deal. I think that honestly, over the next couple of weeks or months, we're probably going to break through our resistances here at about 900 and 1,000 Satoshis. And in which case, um, we would probably see at least, at least 100% push to the upside, more than likely much, much more, retesting into our key levels of around 1,500 Satoshis, 4,000 Satoshis, 6,600 Satoshis. There's a lot of potential here. Absolutely a lot of potential. And as you can see, again, this is the apex of all of our supports and resistances is coming in right where we are right now. This is where everything's intercepting. And this is almost always where you change the trend. So I don't know if it's going to get an early break. Maybe we get some sort of push 
through 1,000 Satoshis to get us to the next resistance of around 1,500 Satoshis, come back into our 800 or 1,000 Satoshi level, find support along resistance that we've had and held for four years straight. And if we can build support on a four-year resistance, like I said, it just adds that much more merit to what I'm seeing here. So definitely, definitely keep your eyes on this. You can also see that our waves of the triple confirmation indicator are crossing. So our MAs or EMAs crossing to the upside, which we know, again, we haven't had a real strong cross in, I would say, in about four to five years. So this time feels different. As long as everything continues to go the way it's, it's going at the moment, um, I truly believe that this thing is going to just rip over the next, I'd say, year or so. Maybe even only like five to six months, but we, we need to see how it goes. That's my one kind of altcoin pick right now while everything else is really down. But there are hundreds of altcoins, excuse me, that look great right now. Um, you just have to kind of go through the charts and look like AVEX, Phantom, Sol Solana, you know, um, Dogecoin, Chili's. They're all looking strong. You know, I know Big Daddy's like, not, you know, not doing that great. We haven't had that much price action in the Bitcoin chart as of the recent months. But this, you know, it, this is always what happens. Right before a trend shift, things slow right down to a complete grinding halt. It seems like doom and gloom is right around the corner. And then something comes out of the woodwork and slaps those ideas in the face and things just completely reverse. So... There's definitely that opportunity for us. I'm not saying it's guaranteed that things are actually going to be good over the next year or so, but I, I really truly believe that we are close to a bottom, if not at the bottom. You know, even at this point, if we go into towards you know 17 or 13 or even $10,000 in Bitcoin, I'd still be a buyer at those prices. I'm not worried about the overall macro because I know that you know. If we lose the key level at 20, we're going to the major level at 13. As long as we hold the major level at 13, the major structure doesn't fall apart. And we still hold higher lows in the overall macro. Now, I'm not saying you should hold <laughs> your Bitcoin. You know, if we obviously reject and break through below 20, because it's probably a terrible idea. Do you really want to lose 60% or 50% you know, of your value? Probably not. I'm still holding, you know, everything in USDT until I see the weekly triple confirm back to the upside. And that goes for everything right now. You know, ETH did TC up. We potentially could invalidate unless this weekly changes or next week completely turns around. We didn't actually re-triple confirm back down yet on either Bitcoin or Ethereum. So again, it's just it's just shenanigans going on. You know, they're dumping us down to the support of 20. They may even touch it one more time. We may get a higher high here in the medium term, maybe go to 24, 25 with candle closes and then come back to 20 or, you know, wick to 17.5 as we've done already in June. It's very possible. So absolutely be keeping your eyes on the macro timeframes. Look for what happens around $21,500 
and keep your eyes on the S&P and the 10-year yield because it's all factoring into what is coming. Um, yeah. On the other hand, guys, uh, as we announced yesterday, we have huge news coming out for you guys. September 9th is the day to look forward to. We will have alpha testing open for public use of the triple confirmation bot. If you guys are listening to the podcast live or later, go over and check out tripleconfirmation.com. Sign up for our email list. Get all the details. Join the Discord. All the stuff is going to be there for you. And yeah, we, we really are excited for you guys to try out the bot. You know, give it the test run. Make sure everything's good. Show you the results that it's doing. And yeah. I think uh, I think we covered what we needed to cover today, guys. I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen today. And as always, make sure you have a great rest of your day. Ciao.